0: Alex Barth and Sarone Battler here, talking football every Sunday morning with the insiders and with you. It's Sunday kickoff on 985 The Sports Hub. Zappy up a playback. left. Henry in the end zone makes the catch. Dives in! Touchdown! Patriots! Three touchdowns by number four tonight! Bailey Zappy has come to play, baby. You may have your quarterback right now for the rest of the year. Case closed. What a throw on the streak to to Hunter Henry on the left boundary. Play fake strong, and he just throws a dime to Hunter Henry on the outstretch. What a catch. Great throw. A dart to Smith-Schuster, a dime to Hunter Henry. A second touchdown grab of the day. The third
1: touchdown pass for Bailey Zappi. now joined on Sports Hub Sunday kickoff by Ebizar, Patriots.com. He also co-host the Catch 22 podcast again on Patriots.com. Uh Morning, Evan. Morning, guys. How are we doing? Good. Uh, You have zappy fever?
2: <laughs> <laughs> a bit, maybe a little bit. I, I was I was more just excited to see the, the offense in the first half or I would really say the first like 22, 23 minutes of this game uh, look like the offense that we thought Bill O'Brien was bringing to New England. They ran a, a real drop back pass game, not Screen slant, go ball, punt, right? You right know like they they were doing stuff that we were expecting them to see them do, they were checking in and out of plays, they were using formations to manipulate the defense, and it just looked like the offense that we saw alex in in training camp and and the one that we were expecting to see the majority of the year
0: with this you know, with everybody getting a little not zappy fever, getting the zappy symptoms, um. <laughs> What what can you expect to see from him in this offense going forward? Would they? Would you expect them to be aggressive like they were? You know, I think they are kind of aggressive against the Charges too at point certain points. Can you see them being aggressive against a Kansas City team or some of these other teams where they might have to find themselves playing from behind when they're playing? You know, better quarterback play. You know, as as the season goes on.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I think the 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 real question for for O'Brien in terms of play calling that I, I would love to get a real answer on is is how much was the the play calling on Thursday night a combination of uh, the Patriots have always owned that Pittsburgh Steelers defensive system. Like they've owned it for 20 years. It's changed a little bit recently with Mike Tomlin and, and Terrell Austin, but for the most part they know the scheme really well and they've always had answers to it. And then the second thing I would ask it would be How much was it that the offensive line played a a decent game for the first time in quite a while? I I think so much of what happened on Thursday night, the aggressiveness, the ability to open up the entire playbook in the passing game was a, a... indication or or just a, a symptom of uh, the Patriots offensive line playing a much more respectable uh, brand of football. I thought Mike when who had a nice bas- bounce-back game in this one, uh, only allowing a couple hurries to TJ Watt. I thought that uh, they picked up a, a bunch of blitzes uh, that the Steelers threw at them, some zone blitzes, some man blitzes, and they did a pretty good job. Like On the uh, 37-yard completion of Juju on the opening drive, Connor McDermott does a nice job of getting out to the slot Blitz and picking that blitz up. So they were much better, much more tied together as an offensive line in this game. And I I wonder how much of that was confidence building for Bill O'Brien to continue to call some plays in the first half that were a little bit more aggressive.
1: What'd you make of Juju Smith Schuster's performance? Obviously, you know, we talk a lot about him in the context of this year, but he's on a three year contract. is To me, he looked as healthy as he's looked all year, as explosive as he's looked all year. Is that a sign that maybe he can turn the corner and give them something moving forward? Not necessarily just this year, but over the next couple of years.
2: Yeah, I've actually felt like uh, Juju has been trending in the right direction for the last couple of weeks, but hasn't necessarily been targeted. I, I think he's one of those guys that he doesn't create a ton of separation. He's not an elite separator, and he never really has been, even going back to his heyday with Pittsburgh. He's never been a guy that... Is going to run away from coverage consistently, but what he does a great job of is body control, leverage, you know, boxing out at the catch point. Uh, so those are the types of throws that you have to build trust with the quarterback. And I, I thought over the last couple of weeks, these types of targets were presenting themselves on film, but uh, Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones before him just didn't have the confidence and didn't have the trust uh, to just put the ball in in a position that Juju could catch it and and allow him to kind of just go ahead. And, and make a play on the football like, like Zappi did on the 37 yarder on that crosser coming over the middle. There was like a step of separation but it wasn't wide open by any means. But you just trust him uh, to go low and make that catch and those are the types of targets that you have to feed Juju Smith-Schuster in the passing game. He, he's going to find some soft spots and zones like he did on that one uh, blitz zone that he, that he found the opening against. But for the most part, uh, he's one of those guys that against man coverage, you just have to to put the ball in the right place and allow him to box out the defender and he did it a couple of times on on thursday night and i I hope that that uh builds that confidence for him i would not be surprised at all if juju has a nice finish to the year here i I think that he's been coming on the last couple weeks and backstagecountry.com your online home for all things country music
0: Speaking of production, the rest of the season, what do you expect out of Zeke Elliott now that he is the featured guy with Stevenson being out some time? You know, and what do you think of the game he had? You know, against the Steelers, pass game, ground game, blitz, pickup, all that type of stuff. You know, two questions, two part questions. What do you think of Zeke the rest of the way going forward? And what about the depth behind him? You know, you're down. I don't think you have any more backs left. You know, what happens if he goes down or is limping out and needs to take a breather? Do you trust anybody else to come behind him or do you expect something a roster move to to kind of build some depth in the in the backfield the rest of the way?
2: Yeah. and First on on Zeke, I I just think he's been a great signing. I mean, he's had some of his issues in pass protection, obviously, last week against the Chargers, uh, missed a key block on that fourth down sack by Derwin James. But in general, I I think that he's been a lot better with the ball in his hands than anybody could have possibly expected, showing so much more juice and uh, so much more uh, ability to hit explosives on screen passes and and throws to him out of the backfield. And uh, he's been a lot Better, I think, than uh, I expected in terms of how much juice he has left in those legs and in the passing game, especially. You saw that on on Thursday night a couple of times. And uh, the screen game, he's been excellent in the screen game as a ball carrier and one of the better backs in terms of uh, EPA added on screen passes this year in the league. Uh, So he's been really good all around. And I I think he's someone that you start to think about the future and him and Ramondre will be back or Ramondre, excuse me, will be back next year. And you wonder how much uh, you want to keep that pairing together. Uh, going into next year, I thought in the ground game uh, against the Steelers, uh, he ran well, uh, for the most part. And, and it was more about the play calls. And I, I didn't love how they, they called the game on the ground running those, those long trap plays and trap plays to, uh, TJ Watts side of the field. And he just was getting upfield and, and blowing those plays up before they could even uh, really develop. So I I think that's uh, more on the play calling, the game plan going in of how they were going to run the football than on Zeke and not having a good game. And he was great in the past game. So an all around really good game for him. And I I would say in terms of the depth, you, know, you have Kevin Harris, who I think is capable of just getting what's blocked and being a downhill power runner. I know they didn't put him in the game much or, or at all and on Thursday night, but I think that he's somebody that uh, could play a little bit down the stretch here. And I, I do wonder what they – they had in mind for Michael Hasty, uh, who's also on the roster. I would assume that it was more of a special teams role, but uh, he's here and he's been here for a couple weeks now. So at some point, uh, he might have to play a little bit here, uh, like you said, because of the the lack of depth behind Zeke.
1: One more on defense here, uh, Evan. Before we let you go, uh, the as we get close to the off season, kind of some of the re signings are, are coming into picture. The three guys on defense, three big ones whose contracts will be up Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche, and Anthony Jennings, who was very good on Thursday night. Rank them. Like, who do you want to see back the most? Who should be the highest priority? Like, cost factor and everything of those three. And who's the one guy you don't think you think that they can maybe uh, afford to lose? I would say
2: that. Honestly, all all three of those guys, I, I, Uche hasn't put up the production this year that he had last year, but I think you still see flashes on the tape of him being able to rush the passer. I just don't know if they've had the opportunities playing with a lead late in the game for him to come in and close it out like he did so much uh, a year ago. So I, I haven't really soured too much on Uche, but he would probably be my last priority simply just because of the role he plays and the fact that it, it seems like his sack production is pretty predicated on having a guy like Judon on the other side. And if he's not going to have that consistently, then I, I'm not sure how, if he's uh, going to be a double digit sack guy year in and year out. So I'd say Uche would be third on my list. I like Jennings. I think he's number two, especially I, I always kind of say it like a Belichick adjacent defense, like whether it's Gerard Mayo running the defense or it's Bill back next year running the defense. I think both those guys will uh, will uh, prioritize setting the edge and doing what Jennings did. I mean, he just absolutely ate alive the Pittsburgh Steelers' tight ends in this game. Both Darnell Washington and Pat Fryermuth could not block Anthony Jennings in the run game for four quarters. It was extremely impressive to watch. So I would say Jennings number two, and I still put Kyle Duggar at number one. I think Kyle Duggar still makes a ton of plays. He's been playing a lot of free safety, a lot more than usual, playing a little bit out of position this year, and when he ever gets closer to the line of scrimmage and is able to make plays uh, downhill. You can see the ability. Had four pressures in this game on Thursday night. It was a big part of their pass uh, rush plan. They almost had an interception on a screen pass, too, in this game. That would have been incredible. Uh, I still think you see the the athleticism, the instincts, uh, the physicality from Kyle Duggar uh, whenever he's coming towards the line of scrimmage. So if they can get that true center fielder uh, in free agency, the draft, where have you, and put Kyle duggar and jabril peppers both closer to the line of scrimmage like they have in years past with devin mccourty back there then i think kyle duggar's production on the ball would go right back to where it was in 2022
1: he is evan lazar covers the patriots for patriots.com catch 22 podcast you can check him out on twitter at easy evan thanks for joining us this morning anytime guys all right, we are going to go. We, we go around the league at nine o'clock, as you know, but I, there are some other topics around the league outside of the schedule. I want to get to we'll do that next year. We have this week post game format. So we'll talk about some other teams coming up on the sports hub Sunday kickoff.